Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have G.W. Carroll and Carol from Power Life Ministries. Welcome, Carols. Yes, it's good to be with you, Angel. We appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. And uh, we just want to talk a little bit about what we see going on. Uh, this is a ministry. Actually, it's Power Life with the Carols. That's Power Life with the Carols on Facebook. Uh, we have a website. It's PowerLifeWithTheCarols.com, but that's in construction. And uh, But if you want to kind of really see what we're about, what some of the pastors have been saying, some of the testimonies, and little quick snippets of uh, some of the preaching sermons and things, you can go on Power Life with the Carols on Facebook and be able to take in some of those things. Yeah, Angel, we were having a conversation just a little while ago about what God is doing. And for 47 and a half years in about 38 countries, we've been uh, doing missions work and evangelism uh, literally around the world. Uh, we've been at this for quite a good while, uh, pushing close to 20,000 messages, 20,000 sermons. And uh, we're watching the Lord doing a new thing, and we're seeing it uh, take place in the Northeast and, and everywhere. But I really believe with all my heart some of the pivotal things that's going to happen with this great move of God that's taking place. I think we're going to see some great things in the Northeast and Maine especially. Uh, we're watching God just literally change the face of churches and uh, just do some great things within hearts and lives, seeing people saved and set free. I was sitting down in our home in Florida, just north of Tampa area, and was praying uh, several, several years ago. I've been coming in the Northeast for about 25 years now. And I was sitting there praying. I said, God, where, where do you want us to concentrate? What is it that your heart is? What are you doing? Lord, I want to go somewhere where it's, where it's a tough area, and they really need the Lord. And I began to pray about it, and the Lord kind of encouraged my heart to, to look up the most unchurched or ungodly place in America. And when I did, uh, Angel, oddly enough, what we found was a city by the name of Burlington, Vermont, come up. Uh, 71, 72% of that whole area don't go to any church. Now, I'm not talking about don't go to a Baptist church, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, or Pentecostal. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they are totally unchurched. They claim no church association whatsoever. So we found ourselves uh, putting a tent up. We also have a tent ministry. And we found ourselves putting a tent up up in the Burlington area, and, and God blessed, touched hearts. And the second city that we went to was a place called Bennington, Vermont. And they are the second most unchurched or ungodly city in America. And um, we went there to preach. That's where uh, a couple of years ago we lost one of our big gospel tents down there. A storm hit it, but praise be to the Lord, within seven days we had a new tent back up and preaching the gospel. And I know the devil meant it for harm, but God turned it to our good and had even a bigger and better tent that we had before. But we've been coming into Maine, and uh, we're headed next to the Skowhegan uh, Canaan area. There's a church we're going to there. And uh, after that, we're headed to New York. Um, we're going up to the Plattsburgh area, a place called Malone. And uh, then we go into the reservation, the Mohawk Reservation, so the Mohawk Assembly of God. And we'll be up there preaching, sharing the gospel. And after that, we take off out of the Northeast and head to Arkansas. But I really feel that God, what he is doing right now, 
is, a, is, a, is totally different than 20 or 30 years ago. We used to see some great moves of God taking place in New York and Detroit and Chicago and a lot of the bigger cities, but uh, we're watching God do something great in rural America in the out-of-the-way places, and we're watching God move in, uh, you know, in, in rural America. He's really doing some big stuff. We just came out of revival in a place called Mars Hill, Maine, and uh, we're just having a great time there. And God really showed up and moved in a great way. Lives were changed, stirred, touched, and I, I believe with all my heart never to be the same. I, I love what the pastor said, the, you know, the total church, the face of the church even kind of changed, and God did such great things. But we've been watching God really show up, and as I said before, uh, Angel, I don't believe what we're going to see is going to necessarily happen in all these huge places. I believe that the rural America is going to begin to cry out for the Lord to move. God, move quickly. And we're going to, we're going to watch the Lord show up and do what he does and change lives. And uh, for the last 47 and a half years, we've been watching the move of God and kind of had our fingers on the pulse of America. We stay out on the road nine months out of the year, nine to ten months. Last year, Angel, we were nine months on the road traveling all over. And just to give you uh, some kind of idea, we were in, before we come to Maine, we were in, uh, we went from uh, Alabama to Arkansas, was there for about a month from Arkansas, went to Arizona, and was out there for about a month from Arizona. Uh, we were all over Arizona and Yuma and Douglas and just everywhere out there. And then we went to Texas and was there a pretty good while. And then from Texas, back to Georgia and was there for a couple of weeks, back to Florida, loaded everything up and came to New York and uh, had a great time there. And then back over to Maine and bouncing around here in Maine and back to New York again. And we're headed back to Arkansas and then to Georgia, Florida, and then back home. But it'll be Thanksgiving before we get home. So this isn't something we do as a hobby. It's not something what we do uh, on the weekends. This is something that God put in our spirit over 47 and a half years ago. I've been traveling all over America, uh, 38 different countries, uh, in a certain organization, was the Foreign Missions Director uh, for the state of Alabama, and we have been doing ministry for a pretty good while. Well, tell me, what have you seen here in Maine? You said that you just completed a revival in Mars Hill, Maine. Um, usually signs, wonders, healings, breaking of strongholds. Talk to me what, what uh, has happened with your time here in Mars Hill. Oh, man, uh, where do you begin? I don't think we have enough time, but we have, we have really seen people. You know, a lot of times in churches we watch the people um, unfortunately, people get hurt, wounded uh, from church, from religion, from different things. We've watched people totally healed uh, from the wounds. Night after night, the response at Mars Hill area was just incredible. Uh, people wanting to receive, people reaching out, people hungry for the things of God, and I just commend that area. Uh, we watch people get saved, led people to Jesus. We watch people be delivered from the hurts, things that's happened in the past. And uh, people get hurt, as I said, in church. They get hurt in relationships. They get hurt in a lot of ways. We watch God literally uh, set people free from the hurts. And not just the hurts. Uh, we've seen people that 
came forward that says, you know what, I've been, you know, I wear masks. We, we preached about the masks that people wear from time to time in life. You know, we have a mask we wear for work. We have a mask that we wear for church. We have a mask that we wear with our family. We have different ways that we act and treat others in different settings that we're in. And one particular night, we talked about those masks that we wear, and, um, you know, and we watch people say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to let God touch my life in such a way I'm laying the mask down at the foot of Calvary, and I'm giving every bit of it to Jesus. So not only salvation, not only, uh, you know, healings, we saw those take place and deliverance. We saw God set people free. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to minister to people at a level where they want to receive. And night after night, the altar's being filled up and people come in just saying, I just, I want more of God. And to hear someone say they want more of God, that's what keeps us going and it keeps us out there. And uh, we love to see people minister to and receive from the Lord. So yeah, the Mars Hill meeting was just a, a great time in the Lord. But quite honestly, before we came here, we were in New York for three weeks in a three-week meeting, and before that, we were in Medway. We were there for five weeks, uh, minus a couple of days. Uh, two more days, we'd have been there for five weeks under our tent. We have, a, Like I said, we have a big gospel tent. I had that up there, and we were there for several weeks, uh, just sharing and ministering to the people in Medway. But Maine as a whole is a ripe, ripe harvest field. You know, we ride down the road, we see all the weed and the oats and all the things in northern Maine, the fields are ripe and the harvest. But it's not just the harvest of the wheat. It's not just the harvest of the oats and all the things that are here. It's the harvest of souls. Harvest of souls with salvation. Harvest of souls with deliverance. The harvest of souls with seeing God heal and set free. And we're watching, as I've said, the pendulum swing back to where people understand that Dr. Fuzzy Fact may not be the answer, but Jesus Christ really is the answer. And we're believing the Lord for some incredible things in the future. And as we mentioned before, we thank the Lord for the meeting that we just had in Mars Hill. But as we stated before, I believe with all my heart that Maine is staged for a great, incredible outpouring of God's power. And I know it's going to take place. No doubt in my mind, we're going to watch a great stirring of the presence of the Lord here in Maine. I believe that with all of my heart. I was at the call in Washington, D.C., and Maine was positioned. They were the closest tent to the White House. And people from all the different states would come to the main tent for prayer. And as I was flying back to Maine from Pensacola, Florida, for, from the uh, global revival, I was sitting in the very back seat in that airplane. And I said, you know, God's word said that um, those that are last will be first and the first will be last. And so I've been declaring over Maine and New England for um, well, for many years now, that this awakening, this revival would uh, be birthed in New England, would be birthed in Maine. And we know that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by His Spirit. And I just, I come in agreement with you. I just sense a stirring, a stirring of the Spirit of God uh, over Maine. And the... Um, I believe that there's been a change in the atmosphere. The hardness, the soil has been 
um, softened. It seems like um, it's just a new season. Can you expound upon that? Yeah, sure. We are seeing a new season, sis, and God's doing a great thing. We're watching the hearts of people as we travel around turn back toward God. And the hearts of the people, as I said before, the pendulum is swinging back instead of resistance to God, instead of shunning God. Oh, yeah, there are those out there that say there is no God. But listen, the remnant and the people that understand the move of God, people that understand God, love God, been raised around God, I believe the hearts of the people are turning back to God. And there again, it's the times that we live in. Uh, it is an hour that we understand, uh, most Christians understand, that Jesus is coming back soon. So we know his imminent return, that he will come any day, he will come as a thief in the night, and with that in mind, we're watching the hearts of the people turning back to the heart of God. And that's what's happening in Maine and across the United States, and I believe it's taking place around the world. People are going, we need God. In the midst of an hour where people say there is no God, people like Madeline Murray O'Hare, people of her ilk have said, there is no God. Well, I come to say just the opposite. There is a God, and he can live within your heart and live within your life. So with all this in mind, we, the Lord has spoken to our hearts, and uh, Carol and myself and, and our ministry, we are endeavoring, uh, when we leave um, the Canaan area, we're going back to New York, and while we're there, we ha we're in the middle of finishing up the paperwork on 12 acres, and we'll be just outside of um, Malone area in New York, which is upstate, uh, up above the Adirondack area. And uh, we'll be up there on 12 acres, and we're getting ready to put a campground together up there. And every year, we'll be having a function on that property called Fueled. You know, like you fuel up a car? Well, we're believing that God's going to fuel his people and especially want to minister to pastors, fuel up the pastors, send them back to their churches, fired up and ready to have camp meeting in their churches. You know, it's like kind of duplicating yourself just a little bit. Uh, instead of preaching to 20 or 30 churches, I could get 20 or 30 pastors to come. We could speak into them, have teaching in the morning, uh, encouragement, and just camp meeting in the evenings, and watch God just fuel up his church and set it aflame of fire. So starting next year, in the month of June, we're hoping the second or third week of June, we're going to be going on to the 12 acres, putting up a huge gospel tent, and we're going to be having camp meeting on that property, and we'll be doing something called Fueled. We'll be inviting the pastors of Maine and, and New York and New Hampshire and Connecticut and um, Rutland, Vermont, all of Vermont area, and they'll be driving in from all around the area to have camp meeting, to get refueled, to go back to their churches, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with demonstration of God's spirit and his power. So we've got a lot of great things going on. In the future, we're planning on putting a fueled uh, in the south uh, somewhere, either Georgia, Alabama, southern Tennessee, or and another fueled will be put out west, probably in Arizona. And so we'll be running three at least of these. And next year, our first one will be in the month of June. So we're going to be ministering to the Northeast, encouraging the people of Maine and the area 
come over into the big gospel tent, enjoy old-fashioned camp meeting, signs, wonders, miracles, lives being changed, people saved, and seeing Pentecostal meeting at its best, enjoying the moving of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit in operation, Bible teaching, preaching. We're just going to have a great time in the Spirit. So uh, we're looking forward to that, too. And next year, we're already planning the, in the Northeast. We're already working on coming back to Maine because we believe in Maine. We believe in what God's going to do in Maine. And the different places we've been, we've told the people that we believe right now that Maine is a great harvest field. And uh, just to reiterate, uh, you know, we see those fields, those harvest fields, and it just stirs my heart because all the grains of those harvest fields, I believe, is like the grains of souls that are going to be touched, stirred, changed, delivered, healed, set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I want to touch on one more thing. You talked about religion and hurt. I meet so many people that have been wounded by religion. And we know that that is not God's heart. That's not the heart of the Christ. He, um, he died for our sins. He's made us, he's washed us clean. And it's not pain. But talk to me a little bit about the spirit of religion. Well, that's, that's a tough one because uh, if you remember, it's, it's religion, you know, that really went after Jesus to crucify him and destroy him. And I, I have to remind myself when I talk about this, whether it's a church on fire or it's a church that's not on fire and really fighting the move of God, both of those are, they are religion. But you've got one on one side that is religious, and you've got the other one on the other side that's trying to serve the Lord and has a relationship. So I, when I talk about it, I talk about relationship. Um, I think on one side that you have just a, a group of people that want a relationship with God. And on the other side of the coin, you have a group of people that just merely come to church and they do it out of rote or they do it out of habit or they do it because they have to. I don't serve him because I have to. Uh, I don't necessarily serve him because I'm afraid to go to hell as much as I serve him because I love him. And I think the people that serve him out of love are those people that serve out of relationship. Yes, church, religion, uh, it has hurt and uh, really uh, it's done more damage than we could fix in the next 20 years. And I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's the bunch that says, you know, if, you don't, if you're not of a certain cut or you don't look a certain way or you don't fit our clique or you don't fit our bunch, then, you know, you really don't feel that welcome. But thank God for churches that are relationship-driven, and these relationship-driven churches are the places that are of the, of the thought of whosoever will, let them come. Of course, that was the thought of Christ himself, whosoever will, let them come. Those that are hurting, those that are in peril, those that are in hardship, those that their lives are messed up, those in addiction, let them come. Come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden. I'll give you rest. So those that are in relationship with Jesus Christ bring rest and help, salvation, deliverance, healing to the body of Christ. Those that are not in relationship bring something that's a little more detrimental 
and it's all about me, mine, and my clique, my bunch. It's all about the money of it and the structure of it. And it's not really about reaching souls. Yeah, we got to have churches, and yes, it takes finances. But on the other side of the coin, the greatest push of the church, I believe, is souls. Go to the highways, byways, hedges, and compel them to come in. And it didn't say compel them if they were millionaires. It didn't say compel them if they were the best uh, citizens of the area. It just simply said compel them, let them come. And so the relationship church, I believe, is the church that is the remnant. And man, the power of God is going to be present in these churches. They're going to touch hearts and lives. They're going to change and shake their area for the Spirit of God. So I believe in a nutshell, that's kind of what it is. You got one group that's all about me and I, and the other group that's all about Jesus. And here's the whole thing, that I may know Him, the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And the thing is that I may know him. And that's what it's truly about. Amen. Amen. And on that note, I'd like to ask you, as I always do, to end the broadcast with prayer. Would you pray for our region, our listeners today? Sure. Gladly. Uh, I'm going to ask my wife, she's sitting here buying you through the interview, I'm going to take her by the hand and ask her to agree with me, and my wife and I, we're going to pray for the listeners and those that are sitting there, and they're listening to this broadcast, maybe you're sitting there right now wondering, could God save me? Yes, he can. The Bible said that he's faithful and just to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're sitting there wondering if God could save you, yes, he can. How do I do it, preacher? Well, here's how. Jesus, forgive me my sins. Come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Savior, the Lord of my life. You see, the Bible says when you ask forgiveness, He is just. He will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Those of you that are also listening that maybe need a miracle in your life, we're going to pray right now and kind of end my part of it and ask the Lord that He would touch all the listeners, whatever the need may be. God, you see each and every listener out there right now, some with burdens. God, I know you remove burdens and you change things. Some are sitting there sick. And God, you said in your word, by your stripes we're healed. You said, God, I am the Lord that healeth thee. That is your word. Some sitting there, they're lost. And God, I just believe that they prayed that prayer. Forgive me my sins and come into my heart. And uh, Sister Angel is going to hear how people... Uh, made a commitment, God, to you, and let their life be changed, whether it is spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's financial. God, you said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And, Lord, we stand upon what your word says. We pray for every listener that is listening to this broadcast right now. Whether it is spiritual, physical, financial, maybe it's a mental need. Maybe they're at wit's end, and they don't know which way to turn. I pray, God, that they would find help in you, find direction through the cross, and, God, you would do a new thing within their heart and their life. Bless every listener right now, we pray. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. 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 And Carol, uh, GW Carol, would your wife like to pray as well? 
Sure. Let me hand the phone to her. She was praying with me, but here she is. Maybe she can pray for the, some of the ladies out there listening to pray for everybody. Hello. Hi. Um, would you like to pray for our listeners as well today? Oh, absolutely. I'd be honored. Father, we just come to you right now, Lord. God, we ask you, Lord, that you would stir up the churches, God. I pray, Lord, for every pastor that ministers under the sound of my voice right now, God. I pray that you would stir them up, God. Father, put a new word in their heart that they can speak, Father, to their congregations, Lord. I speak life to the churches, Father. I speak life to the communities, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just set a flame, the region, Father, that we're in right now in Maine, God, and that you would just stir up the giftings that you've put in people, Lord, and that you would stir up, Father, the ladies, God, and the men, and even the children, God, that you would just do a new work, God, and that you would pour out your spirit upon all these people people, Lord, that are hearing us right now today, Father. Lord, I thank you for miracles. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for signs and wonders, God, that are happening in the area up here. And I pray, God, that you would get all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, we thank you, God for a Christian radio station, Lord, that can go out and be un uninterrupted, Father, and we just pray blessings on this radio station, God, and on Angel and all that she does for you, God. I pray your blessings upon her, Lord, and God, we thank you for the miraculous that you're doing and that you're going to do, and we just give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sis, let me just say one more thing real fast, and that is remember those that are listening, if you want to see a little bit more about what we do, uh, Carol, Carol, and GW Carol. Uh, you can go on Power Life with the Carols. That's C A R R O L L S, Carols. So it's Power Life with the Carols. And you can go on our Facebook and see kind of what we're about and what we do. And I encourage everyone to go on there and just look around. You'll see little 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 snippets of preaching. You'll hear some praise and worship. Uh, you'll hear some testimonies from people, from pastors, and uh, it'd be a great thing just to go and glean from. It would be a safe spiritually in Jenny. I don't know Thank you, um, and thank you listeners for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.